Rodland. Is this Spectrum game better than the arcade original? It's R. Sinclair, 75. Hi, everybody. Welcome to R. Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Rodland. Mm. Now, in Rodland, Aaron, your main sort of mode of defense and escape is a ladder. Have you yeah. ever used a ladder as a mode of defense or escape in real life? Well, it's hard to use it as a mode of defense, as escape. I mean, I've used it to get the heck out of places. Uh, the, yes. When I think of ladder climb, you know, we when we went on vacation a couple years ago, to uh, uh, the beach, Carolina Beach. Right beside the beach is an aircraft carrier or a destroyer or something. It's a big, huge military boat, and you can mm -hmm. tour it. Boat. Mm -hmm. I think it's the USS North Carolina, and uh, we did we did go in it, and you go up and down ladders to get around, and you go to these old like uh, they're like portholes or whatever, but they're you know manholes or whatever. You go up and down, and every every and you have to go through all these bulkheads and stuff, and the ladders are so narrow and the holes so small that like. Uh, a lot of people won't even bother to explore the thing. And that's where all the cool stuff's at. You got to go down into it. Mm -hmm. And it was so confusing down there that, you, of course, your cell phone doesn't work down there. So once you're down there, you can easily get lost and get and be boned. Terrifying. And the, day, the day we were there, they were closing. So there was no one there to tell you what to do. So mm. me and the boy walked around in the bowels of the ship going up and down ladders for like an hour. Uh, and he was getting nervous that we were never going to get out. So I kept telling him, I'm like, you're right. We should have brought some food down here. You know, it was funny until even I thought that. Right. I got until you became worried. terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I figured you were going to tell the the tantalizing tale of the time that you and your buddies used a ladder to get uh, to get uh, one of your friends uh, some sort of a room escape deal. Huh? <laughs> well, actually, that you're talking about my buddy, Neil. There was actually there. I don't think there was a ladder used there. I think mm. Neil was just an oaf. <laughs> uh, he was a human ladder, and he was yanking his girlfriend out of her window to to get out of the house with her mom knowing uh, that didn't go. It, it didn't oh, work. There was in no fact, ladder. She, she stood out there and watched him do it, and we were all like, "Get in the car, you idiot!" And once he noticed her, after he'd pulled her all the way out, he started shoving her back in, and she didn't know what was happening. She kept trying to get out. It was pretty funny, but yeah, those guys weren't too bright. I'm not. I think a ladder may have been above their abilities. Mm, mm, yes, yes. All right, Aaron. Well. Um, why don't we talk about this game, Rodland, and its use of ladders? Man, <laughs> this is a game we've uh, come across uh, a few times over the years, Boat. Uh, but this is the first time I've ever played it on the on the Specky. I, I, mm -hmm. Have you played this one before on here? No, this was my my maiden voyage with the Spectrum version as well. I want to talk a little bit about the the arcade uh, version of this game. Some people don't even know there was an arcade version of it because it was so well done on the home systems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the arcade version of this was released in Japan in April of 1990, a boat, uh, by uh, Jalico. Uh, Jalico was a pretty big player in Japan back in the day. It's A lot of their stuff didn't make the States. Yeah. Uh, there, a rundown of some of the stuff they released about the same time. You had a, a game called Phantasm. Cisco Heat, that one made it over here. Alien Command, Big Run, Lord of King, I like that one. <laughs> and here's my personal favorite, The Supreme Four-Wheel Drive, Jalico Riley Big Run Challenge. So that oh. one, 
And then one more that made it to the Amiga, at least, that I'm sure probably got the spec to Saint Dragon. That's what I'd heard of. So they, you know, that's with, the stuff I've heard of. With Jalico, I always think about the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, of course. Yeah, they and, did a lot uh, of stuff on there. They were one of the few companies to not put the name of the game on the label of their games. Uh, they would put, instead of, you know, Bases Loaded, which was one of their games, they would put Jalico. So when you had all your cartridges, you know, on the shelf or whatever, and you were thumbing through them trying to, you would never know what cartridge you had until you pulled it out. That always annoyed me. So I always yeah, had that, minor beef with Jalico. That is goofy. Uh, yeah. Speaking of goofy, the plot of this game is <laughs> pretty goofy. Uh, so you're, you're two fairies, Tam and Rit. Your mission is to go through and rescue your mother who's been captured and take it to a castle. Right? I think that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it, Boat? Mm -hmm. um, in the arcade, uh, this is actually, I, I don't know if you, have you ever actually played the arcade version of this boat? Like on yeah, main? Yeah, I, I mean, not on, not on a real machine, but I've definitely right. played it on main before. You know, I was looking around for pictures of the arcade machine uh, today because this was a jam aboard, which mm -hmm. is. In arcade vernacular, JAMA is like a, a industry standard that made it uh, so you could use the different boards and different machines with, a, with minimal hassle. And this was one of the, a JAMA machine, and I could not find any arcade machines of Rodland. Not a one. Not one picture. I couldn't find anyone on YouTube playing in a, on an authentic arcade machine. So I'm guessing this it was either exceptionally rare or... Uh, it uh, it was a con conversion kit of some sort. I did find one marquee. That's all mm. I found. So mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. And one would wonder, I mean, if it got a massive amount of ports, I would assume that it did pretty well in Japan. I mean, wouldn't you guess? Yeah. It's interesting that they decided to bring this to the States and to Europe because it would, it would have been an unproven, you know, I'm assuming someone played this somewhere and thought, hey, we, we can make some money out of that, you know, because they would do that quite often, Ocean and these guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had they had people that would just constantly go over to Japan and check out what was the hotness over there and say, hey, can we make, you know, can we pick up the license for this on the cheap and put out versions on every, you know, British micro under the sun? Yeah. Now, as we move into the, uh, to the actual uh, ZX version of this, uh, you're going to you're going to find that this got ported to everything on Earth uh, boat mm -hmm. back in the day. Uh, it, I, mean, I mean, I could go through the list, but it's easier just to, to talk about the stuff that didn't get ported to. I mean, it, it was on the Amiga, the Amstrad, uh, the Atari ST, C64, the renowned Amiga version of this, uh, the Game Boy. Game Boy got a, a kind of a wacky version of this because in the Game Boy version, you could use the ladder and use your rod on the ladder. So they say oh. it's the easiest version. I haven't played that one. Uh, the uh, all the phones got it. Of course, the NES. I'm sure you played this on the NES back in the day. No, no. Oh, I, really? I this is. I think that this is a pretty expensive title to get on the NES, uh, and I've never seen it in the wild before, and I still have never played it. I ought to give it a go. <laughs> Interesting. So, when this came out in '91 for the for the uh, Specky, uh, it only been out in the arcade for a year, so it was a quick turnaround. Maybe that's the reason it got released. Maybe they didn't know how it would do in the arcade. It's hard to guess what the scene was with the Japanese company making arcade games uh, at that time. I don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. people were just real hungry for titles. I would like to know. It'd be something to look into sometime. Mm -hmm. um, this ha uh, plays one to two players. You've got two players simultaneous play. Uh, this ran on the 128K uh, Specky, created by Jason McGann and Sean G. McClure. Uh, McGann did some titles that we've heard of, at least, including uh, he did uh, Count Duckula, 
<laughs> there's those. So there's that one right off the mm-hmm. bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Man, okay. uh, Delta Charge, Plotting, Postman Pat 2, <laughs> and, uh, and WrestleMania were amongst oh. his offerings. Oh. Uh, Sean Gene McClure did tons and tons of stuff. I'm kind of guessing maybe he was the title screen guy but, or, or the music guy. I couldn't tell because no, no one knows exactly who did what. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. find out. Uh, he was responsible for, among other things, uh, a lot of the same games that uh, uh, Jason did, he worked on. He also did Kickoff 2. He did Lords of Chaos, Narc, uh, were some of his offerings as well. He, it's funny, when you, I looked, this guy had 61 titles to his name, and I thought to myself, well, I'll just pick out some of the ones we've done. And we hadn't done hardly any of them. And I thought to myself, man, the Spectrum has a huge library of games <laughs> because we've done, we've played a lot of Spectrum games. And these were tons and tons that I've never heard of. I was just like, yeah. holy smokes. It's almost intimidating. Um, original retail price of this was uh, 11 pound 99p. And it gives you a wealth of control options, both including the Kempston. And uh, you could also retarget the keys to make them how you wanted. So a good setup overall. Uh, having not played this before, Boat, what were your initial thoughts, and what did you think of this thing? Impressive. Impressive is is what is the word that comes to mind. Um, this game is uh, a... Let's get the, the biggest thing right out of the way. This For a, a system known for its bright neon colors, yeah. uh, they, they went the other way with old Rodland, uh, and uh, they, they made the strategic choice to uh, eliminate color clash by not introducing any color into the game. What do you think about that choice, Bode? Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you that I like the Spectrum because I like colorful games. I love the color palette on the Spectrum. And uh, when you're playing a cute arcade game like this, you know, single screen platformer, Yeah. Um, to, if, I, if it were up to me, I would have gone the other way on it. And this However, game was known for being very colorful. Yes, yes. Know. However, uh, the sprites are very detailed. They're big. Uh, the the all of the there's a lot of animation when it comes to the flowers that you collect on every level. Um, the enemies are you know they they animate. They have several frames of animation apiece. Uh, they didn't skimp, even though they skimped on color. They didn't skimp on the art. You know, altogether. I thought right. the art was very yes. very well done. Oh, it's sharp. I think, yeah. you know, what this almost reminds me of something we would have put on like uh, one of the old Macs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's th- that real sharp, detailed art. I thought that right. that's one thing they, if they couldn't have color, someone said, let's make this as detailed as possible. And I think they did a good job. Yeah. Now, um, you know, this is one of these games when we played this on Amigos, people would talk to us about Rodlin. It seemed like for years before we covered it. They're like, when are you guys going to do Rodlin? Rodlin's great. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the times when people say that, I automatically assume it's some, you know, Euro garbage that's only popular there that I'm going to hate, like freaking settlers. Um, so but this was a big surprise because, number one, this wasn't Euro garbage. This was Japanese awesomeness. And it turns out that this game rules. Uh, this game takes Everything that I like about a game like Bubble Bobble, but it makes it better because it gives you it gives you the ladder. So it gives you a mode of escape. It also introduces infinite ways to play these levels because how much you use the ladder, you can play these game these these levels infinitely differently. There's multiple paths to victory with this. Um, I also like the fact that they give you, you know, you have the flowers on every level. Uh, but you don't have to collect the flowers. All you have to do is defeat the enemies to get by them. But that's it introduces a press your luck factor where you're trying to collect all the flowers because that's where the big points are in these games. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, trying to elude yourself from the enemies. 
Um, this is a one hit kill game. Uh, you do get several extra lives, uh, but uh, so you've, you've always got to be on your toes. Uh, this game also offers you the ability to continue from where you left off, with it, which is useful. Um, this game has uh, something different than the arcade uh, version. Uh, and that is the uh, the boss battles. Uh, I played the arcade version just to make sure this week, just to make sure that they weren't in there. And they're not in there. Uh, or at least they are in there. They're much, much further away from where I got. In this game, it's something like every three or four levels you get, you get you're fighting a boss. And uh, to me, I don't know. These, this was the, probably my least favorite. No, my second least favorite part of the game are these boss battles. Um, I don't really think they add anything special to the game. Uh, they're a lot like boss battles in a lot of platforming games, where it's essentially an enemy that you just have to hit over and over and over again while avoiding other things. Um, I, if it were up to me, I would have I would have given the enemies the the boss battles the axe. I do understand that it's it is could be construed as a nice way to break up the action, give you something else to do. But I didn't like that. But I'll tell you, Aaron, my number one complaint about this game is whenever you die you have to watch the complete intro sequence over again. And it's it's not a short intro sequence. It's a full cutscene uh, where there are several different you know screens that you have to watch through. You have to learn the story of your mother being kidnapped over and over and over again. That's no good. I, uh, uh, I didn't mind the lack of color. I will say that. Again, I, it would have been nice to have had real detailed graphics and color, but if I can't have both, I like the real detailed graphics. It's yeah. sort of a throwback yeah. uh, in a way. You know, I've never been the biggest fan of this game, as you know. <clears throat> but it occurred to me playing this, because I kept thinking, what does this remind me of? And what it reminds me of, to, it is, to a certain degree, is Mr. Dew's Castle has a lot mm -hmm. in common with this game. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're a lot, the same kind of elements, except the netted staircases, and, and uh, uh, but you're still collect, you know, collecting stuff, killing all the enemies. I think that game gets painfully little press uh, compared to a game like this. But all that said... I actually warmed up to this game a little bit more this time around than I have in the past. I mean, I never thought it was a bad game. I just thought it wasn't for me. But I, I finally figured out the some of the elements that I, that I, about it. Maybe it's just like the way it played on the spectrum. I don't know. But I liked it. Uh, I agree with you about the boss. I only got the, the first boss. Uh, and I, I But the, it just there are two. There's take forever. You know, and I, mm. I was sort of surprised because I didn't remember ever seeing that before. So you may be honest out there. It was... I just assumed that it was so far along in the game I'd never gotten that far, but maybe maybe they just weren't there. I don't know. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I like the idea that it's got simultaneous two player uh, on the spectrum because they had they sort of had to put that in, and so that also there's there could have been concessions for that in, involving the colors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, having two people at once, and that's who knows. I don't know how that. You know, I'm not a programmer, uh, but uh, I thought it was a pretty pretty neat game uh, according to the uh, uh, the the docks here that they, that they've got 40 levels to clear out, uh, which that's a, that's a pretty goodly amount of levels. The, uh, uh, the whole ladder placement thing I've never been very good at, but I do like the smashing of the geeks with the wand part. Oh yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, and I do like the collecting part. There's a lot of, I like the way the screen, uh, uh, I like the screen changes. I like the fact that they had the full animation, you know, the, the intro from the arcade in there, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, again, when they, I don't know what it is about Rodland. We've played a ton of arcade ports and they, a lot of times they just, they just do a kind of a half job. Like mm -hmm. I, for whatever reason on Rodland, everyone that did this, just decided to make it like awesome. It's yeah. like, just like yeah. the arcade. Why can't they do that with other stuff? You it's know? interesting that you mentioned that, but you are a hundred percent correct. You're right.
Um, you also spell out extra in this. Again, what's that sound like? Mr. Deuce Castle, Mr. Mm-hmm. Do, mm-hmm. you know, which is neat. Uh, and you get a, you get an extra life that way. I'll, now, let's talk about something I don't like. Uh, you mentioned the, it's one hit, one kills, which is fine for a gamble because that's fine. But, man, in this, if it's just a, like in a lot of games, you'll get a little overlap. I mean, this, if the bad guys barely touch you, the hitbox is very, yeah, very specific in this game. For yeah, sure. I'm not, it's not cheap, mm-hmm. but it's it's infuriating. Like if yeah. you're going up a ladder, a lot of times if you're on the ladder and you're like in a lot of games, you know, you'll get away. Like a Donkey Kong, for example, like there can be some, but not in this. If they touch you in any way, and then you kind of shrink into a little fairy and fluff, and it's just you're just like, oh, dead gummit. Here we go, <laughs> wait for that stuff. So yeah, I, I agree with you with that. I, I thought the speed of the game was fine, though. I really didn't have anything bad to say about it. I mean, yeah, I wish the, I was better at it. The speed of the game is, I mean, you, you've got to have, with a game like Rodland, if it runs slow, it is not fun. It's not fun at all. And that's the main problem. Uh, I know that later on we're going to look at the Amstrad port of this game. Yeah. And that's the main downfall of the Amstrad. Well, the Amstrad port has a couple downfalls. Uh, yeah. It's funny. In well, we the Amst- talk about it while we're Yeah, in the Amstrad it. version of this game, which you said was actually the, the first port yeah. to be ported, right? That's what I read. They said the Amstrad was the first home port of this game. So go figure. Um, the, uh, the, the game runs super duper slow. Uh, the animation is not nearly as good. Um, and, uh, it's, this is, you know, the Amstrad always gets a lot of flack for, you know, people taking lazy ports from the spectrum and bringing them over to the Amstrad. But in this case, that's exactly what they should have done <laughs> because, uh, the spectrum version looks so much better. Now the Amstrad version is in full color. Um, and it, it does have that going for it, but the speed and the frame rate and everything related to that is just unacceptable. It's no good. It's if you no compare good. these visually, I mean, I'm, we're looking at them right now. If you're watching on, on the screen, I mean, look how sharp and well detailed the, the ZX version is. And then the Amstrad looks like maybe a step up from the Atari 2600. I mean, it's real low end, you know, the bad guys just look kind of like uh, it's, it's no good. This mm-hmm. is it was a, this a letdown. Yeah, I yeah. can't help but think that the Amstrad got well, got hosed. You know, I would I would compare this to Pit Stop. If you look at the C sixty four version of Pit Stop two versus the Coco version, the C sixty four version has tons more colors, but the Coco version the gra- the graphical detail is so much better, even though it uses less colors. So, um, as as we know from looking at stuff like the classic Mac and everything, you can do a lot with shades of gray, and like you said, having that fine detail can win out over color sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, uh, there they it, there is a new version of Rodland that you can try. Uh, some enterprising uh, hackers have made a full color version of Rodland that you can play that essentially just overlays color blocks over top of the sprites, the flowers. And so uh, there is a tremendous amount of color clash. But uh, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, when I played this, I spent the majority of my time with the full color version just because I like colors. I like yeah. the spectrum colors. Color clash doesn't bother me. So that version is out there if you want to check it out. So, I mean, is it... if? Did it make the game better for you? Since you yes, made that- absolutely. Because I mean, you're going from it's just in the, in the same in much the same way that color TV makes TV better. Uh, adding colors to Rodlin made it better for me. You know, even I just with enjoyed, the color class, you were yeah. You were because okay. the color class, I I I'm a I'm the type of person that thinks the color class is just a charming uh, feature of the ZX Spectrum. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's something I can easily deal with. It does not bother me in the slightest. You're the kind of person they were not going for when they made this one. Right. I will say, I. For, it's funny. I'm a weird guy. Uh, the, the when I saw that it was in monochrome, I don't know that 
I, I think I like that. I, mm-hmm. I, was, I just, it, something about it. I just, and it's so pretty. So I'm going to give the guys a pass. I, I think they did a good job. If you can't, my thing is, if, you, if it's going to be a, 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 you know, if it's going to be like a rainbow vomit on the screen, I would prefer it to be nice and, and crisp like it mm-hmm. is here. So I, mm-hmm. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I looked up some uh, scores on this one, Boatster. Uh, Spectrum Computing, uh, which I got a lot of my information this week. Uh, gave this an eight. The readers of that particular site gave this an eight out of ten. Uh, Crash and its issue ninety five uh, gave this an eighty eight. Not bad. Your Sinclair uh, number seventy three uh, gave this a ninety five percent. That's a, I think that's a better score uh, in my mind, uh, closer to what I would give it. And Your Sinclair magazine gave this a Your Sinclair Mega Game. Uh, oh wow! Award. High praise. For this for this particular title, did we get any uh, Discord action, Bo? We got lots of Discord action. Oh, good, on this go one for here. it, my friend. We'll start things off with Pajaco sixty five oh two. He says it's not unusual for arcade ports to the Spectrum to be poor. However, Rodland is not one of those. An excellent port and a great game to boot. Tight controls, fast gameplay. My only complaint is that boss fights take too long. One for Specky owners to be proud of, indeed. Better than the arcade. Yes, nine out of ten. Mm, wow. <laughs> Tin Pot Gamer says Rodlin for the ZX Spectrum, a port of one of my favorite arcade games. A memorably colorful, cutesy screen clearing game makes its way to the Spectrum. Well detailed sprites and level layouts that are sadly presented only in black or white on a black background provide an experience that plays more closely to the arcade original than most other home versions. However, some minor differences in enemy behavior and boss stages that can take far too long increase the difficulty to a highly challenging level. The lack of an option to continue is also likely to turn away many players and discourage them from seeing the story through. The levels sadly do not have background music with only some nice but repetitive spot effects present. Just about all the features of the arcade are present here, including the tense risk reward of the extra life system. This is almost, almost a perfect conversion. Mitsuyama writes, I'm not familiar with the arcade game, so I can't comment on how this version compares to it, but I found it to be a decent specy game. The use of monochrome graphics to avoid the inevitable color clash is a disappointing but understandable decision. The lack of in-game music is another negative. Putting those minor gripes aside, the graphics are detailed and the controls are responsive, which makes for a very good specky arcade game. The title screen music and interstitial story scenes adds a touch of polish to the game. However, I can't help but think if you were playing this on a specy when it came out in 1991, then you'd be casting envious glances toward your friends with 16-bit systems as the scene had moved on by then. Yeah, That's very true. 91, yes. a pretty late Spectrum release here. Jigglebox writes, oh, and it would be interesting to know how many years separate the Amstrad conversion from the Spectrum. I guess this game only came out in the arcades in 90, so there was yeah, not... Yeah, uh, it couldn't be yeah, that long. Couldn't be that much later. Um, Jigglebox writes, I'd never heard of this game before. Well done to Clive's Club for choosing it. I really enjoyed playing it in the Specky High Score Challenge, albeit, again, revealing my mediocre abilities. The sound and graphics are great. The gameplay is frustratingly addictive, although some levels feel like a job of work rather than a gaming experience. There are one or two slightly annoying features, like the need to see the story inserts every time you play. Great's a little, but I assume it's true to the original. Nine out of ten. And finally... Pixels at Dawn writes, As we can see with the Amiga version, the latter-day ports of Rodland tend to be better than the arcade version, which is clunky and sh- uh, sh- uh, 
sorry, suffers from slowdown, and the Spectrum version is no exception. I had this back in the day and really enjoyed the AY music and the huge sprites it offered. I don't mind the monochrome graphics. It was par for the course with many ports back in the day. And with it being white on black, it's actually a nice look. The monochrome also means the game benefits from running really smoothly too. A nice point port, 8.5 out of 10. So by and large, uh, the Discord uh, is highly in favor of uh, Rodland as am I. Very good. Yeah, and I agree with that fully. I did look this up on eBay, by the way. By the way, one would think that, well, you know, the I guess I didn't think about the time it was released being an issue, but you may have just answered the question for me. I could not find any of these for sale on eBay, which was hmm. surprising to me. Yeah. I did find one that had sold. Uh, one sold uh, uh, recently, a big box version uh, for the ZX for 28 uh, US dollars. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any more, and maybe these aren't uh, that that much of them out there due to when it was released. But who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, on that one. But all right, well, as we bring the show to a close, uh, we need to do something very important, Aaron, because as you know, each month we do Iris and Claire Clive's Club chooses the next game that we're going to play. Uh, however, this 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 uh, month we came to a standstill. We had two separate votes: a preliminary and a final vote. Uh, and it was remained a tie. It remained a tie. So now for the first time ever, we are going to put it to the live Twitch viewers between these two games, which will be played next on our Sinclair. So uh, first of all, we want to thank uh, Clive's Club member Duncan Styles for suggesting Rodlin and the Clive's Club for voting on it. Now, uh, before I read all of our illustrious Patreon members, uh, I would like to offer the chat. Chat, please vote now. Just you can say either name of the game. The two choices are Rampage, which is a Pixels at Dawn pick, or Mikey, one of uh, one of Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky's picks, uh, who is the Clive's Club chairman. So if you need to take a quick second and YouTube Rampage or Mikey, see which one appeals to you. Uh, when you've made your choice, just write it in the chat and we'll do an unofficial tally. Uh, here at the end of the show, and we will have our next game for our Sinclair. Hey, boat! But yeah. while they're while they're voting, I do have a little old news I want to get to here. Oh, sure, man. I'm gonna say it here. You'll recall uh, a while back, boat. We did an episode. It was our Sinclair seventy one on a game called Speed. Speed, yes. For the ZX Next, uh, and um, we actually heard back from the from the guy that wrote that. He put a real nice comment here. I wanted to read it if uh, you'll indulge me, boat. Okay. He writes, thanks for the review. I enjoyed watching the entire video and have taken on board the feedback. Uh, First game I've ever released, so lots to learn. A couple of comments, though, in relation to the topics discussed. Because the game was written entirely in Next Basic, I had to really be tight with the coding. This meant the monsters roam randomly, else the game would have been too slow. But it's interesting to see how people try to interpret the movements. Does this mean luck is involved? And I can see... Oh, this does mean that luck is involved, and I can see how this can discourage. <laughs> He's wondering about his own game, does there. it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the graphics are limited, I agree. At the time, I had a bank of 64 sprites serving the entire game. In the future, I like to have separate banks for each level, which would allow boulders to be animated, for instance. Lessons learned, you see. I'm very thankful for the review and the kind comments. I'm now subscribed. Looking forward to watching more reviews in the future. So oh, that's awesome. How nice. Uh, and we want to give uh, Lee uh, a big uh, shout out. Uh, we did enjoy Speed. Uh, and for a first effort, 
I thought it was pretty darn good boat. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what him and his and his gang comes up with next. So I wanted to share that with everybody. I thought it was kind of neat. And of course, we've got to thank all of the fine folks that make our Sinclair possible. We want to first thank and give a special welcome to our Clive's Club members, Paul Harrington, Mick Chessers, and Jed Byrne. Uh, congratulations, all of you, uh, for being a Clive's Club members. And we also want to thank our uh, our Sinclair supporters, uh, McChessers, Jigglebox, David Terrace, Justin Tenpot Gamer, Andrew Waite, Eric Nelson, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Mark Downey, Hermsky, Paul Harrington, Peter Mulholland, Chris Folds, Gary Heather, Jed Byrne, Mark Durham, Mitsuyama, Pixels at Dawn, and McChesser. So thank, thank you, you guys so much. You are helping us reach our goal of making our Sinclair a weekly program. Now, Aaron, it's time to count the votes. Okay. Okay. So it's currently still a draw. Six <laughs> versus <What>? six. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> There's got to be someone left in the chat that hasn't voted. The next vote takes it. The next vote takes it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, there, there it, it is. is. There it is. There it is. L Curtis Boyle with a with a with the final Cali. Mikey. Mikey it is for the ZX Spectrum on the next episode of Our Sinclair. I suspect we'll be doing both these at some point in yeah, the future. Yeah, I have a feeling that when uh, arcade port uh, rolls around again for the Clive's Club, we're going to be covering Rampage. So very good. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you, Chat, for helping us choose. Uh, we appreciate you listening as always. And until next time, rewind tape and press play.